Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. All right, how many of you appreciate Pastor Wade, amen? All right, he's going to get down on the floor here and just do a little teach and talk to us again. And, and, and bro, we really appreciate you being here, amen? All right, come on up. Well, y'all going to be done with me in a minute. Hey, I want to, I just want to pull this up. Yeah, this one's heavy. Is this all right right here? So today, you guys are, you're, you're either in for a disaster or you're in for a treat. Let me say it this way, because I'm going to talk to you guys about something that has kind of just been, I don't know, it's just kind of been mildewing, if I can, you know, just kind of marinating in my heart. And I got real busy as I began to think about, okay, God, what, what do you want me to say? Do you want me to talk about this? I just kind of jotted some stuff down here. And I just kind of want to talk out loud, if I can, in this last session. Is this okay? I want to talk about this subject. I've never, ever taught on it. I've never preached on it. But it's about self-awareness. Right? To me, I feel like it's a key that's going to unlock a door for leadership in a man's life. Right? How many want to be more self-aware? I think this is going to be the key to elevation. I think it's going to be the key to promotion. I think it's going to be the key for growing in this thing that Jesus had. Luke chapter 2, verse 52, it says Jesus grew with favor with God and man, right? It wasn't just a favor with one or the other. It was both. And you and I, as men, must grow in both. And it's a process. It's going to take a minute, right? When Luke wrote this about Jesus, what you need to know, man, is that Jesus was 12 years old. As a very young boy, Jesus was already growing. So this lets us know that growth isn't dependent on age. Growth doesn't have to be predicated by a defining moment where you say, okay, now I've been to a men's conference, now I'm going to make a turn. Or... I've made a big mistake. I've blown it in my life. I've made an embarrassment out of my life. Now I'm going to do better this time. You can grow right now. Can I get a good amen? amen. Like we can grow. We, all, we, we can start growing in whatever position that you're leaning in, your grow, your, your, whatever your vocation, whatever you are in in your life, right now is a good, good time to start growing. Jesus grew. And here's a revelation. If Jesus needed to grow, I need to grow. If Jesus needed to grow, we all need to grow. I want to be a growth chaser. I don't want to stay the same. When you see me next year, I don't want to be the same person that I was this year. I want to be, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm going to grow. I, and I, I'm not just chasing as a pastor ministerial growth. I'm not chasing more followers. I'm not trying to be a, a social media influencer. I'm not chasing success. I'm right now in my life chasing fruitfulness, effectiveness. Are you with me? I want to grow in this area. I want to be the man that God's called me to be, and I also want to be the man that people think that I am. Can I say that again? I want to be the man that God's called me to be, but I also want to be the man that people think that I am. Because this truth alone is character. 
This truth alone is integrity. Integrity is when your personal life and your private life come together. There's alignment. Who I am when I'm by myself and who I am on that stage should be the same. And my, my prayer is that those two lives match. Can I get a good amen? And I pray that as men, this is your desire. Is this okay? Can I just talk like this? This is, this is what I've come to know. This is when, I, when my life aligns and when my private life and my public life come together, this is where I've found this is where peace is. This is where joy is. This is where grace lives. This is where I can sleep good at night. How many slept good last night? Right? This is the journey we have to grow. We've got to get to a place where secrets become the thing of our past and we live in the light today. We walk in the light. As the scripture said, as he is in the light, right? And to do this, men, we've got to be self-aware. Self-aware. I am meeting so many generational young men that are just not self-aware. You just don't have a clue. How many have just been around people that just don't have a clue? They're a little crazy. They, they give you the side eye, right? I mean, it's just not, not good. We're talking about self-awareness and Here's what self-awareness is. Self-awareness is the conscious knowledge of one's own character, feeling, motives, and desires. It's when you know your own character. It's when you know your own feeling. It's when you know your motive and your desire. And it's also self-awareness is how, is how people describe you. If you're constantly being misunderstood, if you've got an issue of people getting you all the time, Maybe you're the common denominator in the issue. If you're like, P-Dub, nobody gets me. I'm constantly being misunderstood. It could be that we're men just lacking self-awareness. I know, that, let me just say this. This is not going to be the most popular men talk, right? But I want to tell you right now, this could change our life. It's changing mine. Let me say this. I, I spoke to someone the other day, and this person has just been blazing through relationships, burning bridges. I mean, in, in his wake, it is just disastrous. Cannot keep a healthy long-term relationship. And eventually, you have to go, if this is your pattern in life, you've got to go, maybe all these other relationships aren't the issue. Maybe there's something in me that I need to work on, right? If we have issues keeping friends, it could be you. If you have issues with people not wanting to follow your leadership, hello. Hello. Self-awareness is this understanding, this true understanding of your own character, your own feelings, your own motives, and your own desires. And a lot of people don't know this. They don't know their motive. A lot of people don't know their, their, their desires. A lot of people don't know their own emotions. And maybe even as I'm speaking on this topic, you're like, thanks, bro. Thanks for adding to my list of anxiety, right? And I'm not trying to wig you men out. I'm just telling you, this is an area where men across the board have got to grow in. This is something that we have to work on or you will live your whole life with blind spots. Your effectiveness will have a lid. Your fruitfulness will have a lid. The success level of your life will have a lid. It's when who you are and who people think you are line up in perfect synchronous. A lot of times we tell ourselves, about the best version of ourselves, but we, we're quick to point and paint everyone else as the enemy, right? Like I can, I can remind myself of all the good things that I do, and I'm very easily ready to point out the fault in others. 
Anyone who challenges me, anyone who corrects me, anyone who disagrees with me, anyone who pushes back, they're obviously wrong because they don't know me, right? But the reality is, at the end of the day, without the help of the Lord and the Holy Spirit, I don't know me. You don't know you. And the moment that we learn who we are is the moment that we can grow in this thing called self-awareness. I want to get better. I want to grow in my life. I don't want to just become a better person. I want to become a better man. Can I get a good amen? Holla at you, boy. Give me some something. I, I believe when we, when we learn a little bit about ourselves, when, we, when we're accomplishing and growing in self-awareness, we move from the defensiveness of everyone else and we start growing in my own personal character. I start growing in my own personal life. Because self-awareness, remember, is understanding who you are, and it's a clear understanding of what people would say about you behind your back. That would be a great exercise. What are people saying behind your back? What are they actually saying? What do your kids actually say? And I don't want to get caught up in the chronic complainers of what people are saying about your life. I don't want to live there. But what are they saying? Are they saying, man, this guy's awesome? Man, this guy's so life-giving. When he walks in the room, there is a joy factor about his life. He's always so encouraging. Man, his family is the same. Man, this guy, they, I, they thank God because you're in the room. Is that what they're saying? Or could they be saying, man, I wonder why he's always so negative. Wonder why they're just so defensive all the time. I, I feel like it's like a pressure bust a pipe moment when I'm around him. Right? I can't put my finger on it, but I just can't. I don't feel comfortable parking my trust there in his life. Right? It, it, or if they would say that about someone else, why wouldn't they say that about me? What do people say when they think of you? Self-awareness is this deep understanding of, yes, who I am, but it's also a deep understanding of what people think about me. So, so let me say it this way. Self-awareness is more than a personality study. It's more than your Enneagram. It's more than your Myers-Briggs or more than the DISC profile, which I think Life Church uses for their spiritual assessment. I also will say that it's more, it's, it's greater than your unsanctified horoscope. And you probably need to stop looking at that, right? Self-awareness is more important than all of that. Well, Pastor Wade, my Enneagram said, no, self-awareness is bigger than my personality. No offense. Our personality test, if we're not careful, can become an excuse for bad character. Are you with me? It can become an excuse for bad habits and bad people skills. Your self-awareness is so much more important. Your character is so much more important than your personality. And I do love personality tests. I'm not hating on them. But the moment that a personality study becomes a crutch in your life, you have just been, you've just empowered another thing to stop you from growing. Are you tracking with me? Come on, Jesus grew. <laughs> Jesus grew. Luke 2.52. Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man. He grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. And he grew in favor. Let's talk about it. Number one, Jesus grew in wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is insight. It's skill. It's intelligence. It's emotional wisdom it's emotional intel it's people intelligence it's people smart it's people wisdom it, it's knowledge applied so the question is are we men are we growing this is not something that i want you to answer right now as much as i want you to wrestle with 
I want this to become a tension in our life. Am I growing? Am I growing in insight? Am I getting smarter? Am I growing in my people wisdom? Am I growing in my skill? Am I becoming a better welder? Am I becoming a better musician? Am I becoming a better technician? Am I becoming a better leader? Am I, am I walking knowledge applied? Am I applying what I already know? Because Jesus grew in wisdom. And if he grew in wisdom, come on, man, don't stop now. Bro, become the best you you can be. Like get up in the morning with some new determination that today I'm going to be the best that I, that I can be. I'm going, to, I'm going to better my skills. I'm going to become a student in this thing. I'm going to practice. I am going to be the best man of what I do. Can I get something on that? So Jesus grew in wisdom. Is this okay? Je- so Jesus, Jesus grew in stature. Stature is just another word for maturity. Like you're getting this hot out of the oven. This is hot off the press. I'm going to take this and rework it. And I'm going to take it to my church, all right? So we're good. So Jesus, Jesus was getting more mature. He was maturing. The question, am I maturing? Are, are you maturing? One of the weird things about leadership, even in manhood, is that you're, as, as you're elevated, as you grow up and as you get successful and as you're elevated, the number one temptation is to go back to immaturity. And here's why. Because you have more power. You have more resources. You now have more influence. And the first thing to go is character, maturity, and integrity. Because you get around people that love you, that will say yes to you. They will not challenge your stupidity. To which you might say, well, I can do whatever I want because I have paid the price to get here. And I will tell you in response that you never pay a price where growth is optional. Are you with me? God never elevates you so that you can go higher and the people that you're leading go lower. Are you tracking? Let me give you an example. Romans 14. And you can correct my theology when I'm out of here. Or you can do it in front of me. I don't care. I'm teachable. Paul says, if eating meat offered to idols is going to cause people to get offended, don't do it. That's maturity. Well, I can, I'm mature enough. I can do whatever I want to. I can eat whatever. I'm a man. I, I'm, man, you don't, you don't know the, the mountain I've climbed to get here. Maturity is not in what you can do. Maturity is what you refuse to do for the sake of people. 1 Corinthians 8, Paul says, I can drink. All things are lawful. Yeah, you can Maturity says, though, if it, but if it's going to cause someone to stumble, I won't. But I can. Yeah, yeah, you can, but maturity says I won't. Not I can't, but rather I won't for your sake. Are you with me? As you grow in leadership and as you grow in manhood, as you grow in authority, guys, this should be your aim. And as I've grown in the last 25 years of leadership and ministry, here's what I've Here's what I have more of than I've ever had. I was thinking about this on the way here, and it's, it's very humbling. I have more influence right now than I've ever had in my life. I have more authority than I've ever had in my life. I have more resources and I have more freedom than I've ever had in, any, in the history of my life. And all of these things scare the crap out of me. And they should scare the crap out of us. Because the higher I go the more mature I need to become. Jesus grew in stature. He got more mature, not less mature. 
fame, influence, authority, lights, microphone, a stage, your, your title at work. If you're not careful, these things will make you less mature. You can become more immature with authority. You can become more immature with influence. You can become more immature with the microphone. How do you, do, how do you know this? Because you will say things that you would have never said, do things you've never done, but now you will say and do these things because you think you paid a price to get there. And you never pay a price to say things or do things that would cause people to stumble. Man, I'm talking about self-awareness. Are you with me? Because in return, when we live our life in immaturity, it becomes a lid to our grip. And here, here's the final thing. Jesus grew in, it's not the final thing. I've got a lot to cover. Jesus grew in favor. He grew in favor. As God began to download some of this stuff, man, I just have a lot. I got, I got the kitchen sink. He, he, he grew in favor. He grew in grace. All favor means is grace. It's a free gift. How do you, how do you grow something that's free? Well, you steward it. How do you grow something that's free? You thank God for it. You live in gratitude. How do you grow something in your life that's free? You live in gratitude and you understand that it actually wasn't free. It's free to you, but it wasn't free to God. So you treat it as the most expensive, most valuable gift that you've ever received. So he grew in favor. How do we grow into self-awareness with God and man? How do I grow in, How do I do this? Well, if you want to write some of this stuff down, let's do this one. Well, you do it by growing with intentional relationships. That's why we're here this weekend. That's why when we leave here, we, we get into groups. Because we, we grow by intentional relationships. Why don't you turn to the dude next to you and say, man, I need you. I need you. I'm not just joking. I need you. You need a couple of people in your life. Not everybody. You don't need everybody. I don't need everybody. Lord knows I can't put up with everybody. But I do need, some, I need, I need a few dudes in my life. In fact, I was talking to a pastor earlier today, like, the last couple years, I really got serious about this. And I, I prayed about it. God gave me some names. I reached out to him. I'm like, look, dude, I'm not taking no for an answer, but I am inviting myself into your life because I need you. And you know what? If you get nothing else out of this weekend, some of us need to go home, park in our prayer closet for a few days, get a few names downloaded from God. Go to them and say, I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm inviting myself into your life because I need you. Amen. They're not going to tell you no, right? People that, you, need, you need people that don't just like you, that aren't just good to you, but rather good for you. How many know that not everyone who's good to you is good for you? <laughs> because we're drawn to people like us. We want people who like us and say yes to us and we want to be liked we all have this insecurity of wanting to be affirmed and liked and words of affirmation us men we have all the five love languages in our life right because we have we have to be intentional at this stage of my life i've got to be intentional i'm super focused right now on who can be close to my heart who can speak into my life who can help me grow not just encouraging me i've got enough of that like oh p-dub you're the best that was a great sermon. Like, you can tell me that all day long. I need, some, I, need, I need someone in my life right now that can tell me no. I need a CEO over my heart. I need people to look at me and say, you know what? You need to grow, Wade. You need to get better. Come on. What are you doing with your life? Like, what are you smoking? Like, what are you thinking? 
Right? You, you've got to be intentional about relationships. Proverbs, Proverbs 27, 6 says, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. I, I need people in my life and around my heart right now that, wants, that want what's best for me spiritually. Can I get a good amen? amen? So who's in your life? Do you have it? If you don't have it, you need to find it. The Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Maybe that's our first step. God, what do you want, what do you want to show me about the people that need to be around my heart right now? Here's a great question that I've been asking myself. If, if and when I talk to the person that I have invited into my life, this is the question that I've been asking. Hey, do you feel like I've been open to you? Are you getting the real McCoy when I'm around? Do you sense a genuine spirit in me? Do you feel like I'm being authentic? Do you feel like I've been open? Because I would say if they're personally presently not correcting you right now, it's because they've probably already decided that it's just too much work. You with me? They might be thinking that I can't handle that. I can't go through the emotional drama of one little correction. So I'm just going to back off and be a shadow in their life rather than be a CEO of your heart. So who is in your life right now that can talk to you, correct you, and sharpen you? Speaking into you where it did not turn into a full-blown defensive standoff. I'm talking to some men this morning. Who can you talk to without it turning into isolation? People who want really what's best for your future. Come on, man. This is how we grow in self-awareness. Because every one of us have blind spots. We don't see every aspect of our life. You have to have people in your life that can honestly speak to your life. And I would say that most men settle for relationships that bring the least resistance. But not us. We're going to strive for a relationship that brings the most help. Are you with me? So you've got to grow in self-learning. Here, you've got to listen more than you talk. Let's write that one down. You have to listen more. How do you get this carpet this stain-free? Like, how is this possible? Oh, it's new. That's how you do it. That's, that's how you do it. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, this is like, this, is, this church is holy right here. This is, <laughs> this is. You, you have to listen more than you talk. Can I tell you, man, that most talking is already birthed in insecurity? If you're the one that's doing the most talking, you're either showing what you have learned or you're proving what you haven't learned. Are you, are you, are you picking it up? You never learn when you're talking. You learn when you listen. And men, to grow in self-awareness, you've got to learn how to get in a room and listen. You've got two ears, two eyes, and you have one mouth for a reason. Learn the art of listening and engaging without talking. Because body language matters too, right? We've got to engage. We've got to learn. We've got to soak it in. And I know, I know I get it. Men, we don't like to talk. Like our word count is so much shorter than our wives. I get it. But isn't it, but isn't it odd? Have you ever been around those guys, man, that they, they've got to prove a point all the time? 
like you don't even get your sentence out and they're already thinking how they're going to respond to what you're saying because like we live in this perpetual of one up man manhood type thing like i gotta one up you all the time let's surrender can we surrender that can we can can we learn to be self-aware we got to learn to listen right you don't always have to add to the story we want to add in i want to add in because i want to feel important because i'm insecure i want to add in right because I've got to prove that I've been around the block a time or two. But I just want to affirm some men today that if you're here, if you're in this space, that means God already wants you in the space. If God has placed you in the workforce, that means God is, that's exactly where God wanted you there. And you don't have to come from a place of insecurity where you've got to earn and you've got to to prove yourself. No, let your identity come from victory, not for victory. Let your identity come from Christ, not trying to prove your own sacrifice and your your own cross life are you with me men you don't have to prove anything all right let's let let's 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 hurry proverbs 10 19 the bible says where words are many sin is not absent (laughs) where words are many if all you're doing is talking come on we might need to evaluate our life Whenever you see a lot of talking, you're going to find sin. But he who holds his tongue is wise. Everybody, anybody want to be wise? I, I've come to know that I don't know is the best, best answer that I could ever give sometimes. What do you think about this political season right now? I don't know. Like, what, what, what do you think about this situation? I don't know. Well, what would you do? I honestly don't know. You're so much better to say, I don't know, than try to come up with something that you know nothing about. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, you know what, I don't know how to answer this question. Can you give me a week or two and I'll get back to you? Come on, that's that's humbling yourself before the Lord. You don't always have to. Come on, can we just be self-aware just a bit, right? All right, let's let's go. Let's go. Um, James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. My, my deal is this, men, are we asking questions? My leadership will rise to the level of the questions I ask. And if you're not asking questions, it's for one of two reasons. You're simply not interested or you think you already know. All right? There's always more to learn. Maybe you've gotten in your life to a level of leadership or manhood where you are no longer interested in learning and growing. But if you're not asking questions, you will not have anything in you to give away. Because men, at the end of the day, we live from an overflow, not an empty well. So the pressure that I have presently is not to have answers. The pressure I feel in my present life is I want to be asking more questions. Are you with me? Not too long ago, I was sitting in a small room with some powerful leaders that probably 10 years ago, I would have cut my arm off to be in the room with these powerful people. And so me being the young whippersnapper in the room, I have I come with my pad and my pen thinking that these guys were just going to open up and give me all the gold left in America. But what I found is the most powerful people in the room asked more questions than they gave data. They were more interested in what I was doing than what they were doing or what they wanted to share what they were doing. 
And I learned a lesson that day. The most powerful people I know are the people who are asking questions, not giving solutions. Are you with me, somebody? If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Men, are we asking? This is just some stuff I'm learning. Number three, you've got to learn how to receive correction. We're talking about growing in self-awareness. Proverbs 12, 1. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. This word really is actually brutal. It's brutish. If you hate correction, you're out of control. You're not thinking straight. You're like a Neanderthal, like wandering around in a wilderness, can't even understand what you're trying to say, right? You have to learn how to love correction. And we're in a culture right now that puts so much emphasis on haters. And you're like, Peter, I just want to be where I'm celebrated, not tolerated. And if they don't celebrate me, then I'm just going to pack up my stuff and leave, right? Are you with me? That's the culture we, we created. If the friendship ended, it just proves that they weren't assigned to me. Man, we've got to learn how to embrace head-on correction. We don't run away from our giant Davids. We run toward the giant. Are you with me? That doesn't mean that I'm taking correction from anybody that wants to give me correction. I'm not just a doormat that I'm just willingly being used by anyone that wants to do that. But it does mean that the spirit of my life is open and not closed. It means the attitude of my life is open, that I want to grow, not that I've already arrived. It's having a teachable spirit, but combined with that teachable spirit, there is a yes in your spirit that's willing to receive correction. Are, are, you, are you with me? Proverbs 15.32, it says, if you reject discipline, you will only harm yourself, but if you listen to correction, you'll grow in understanding. Proverbs 9.8, do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. How do you know if you're a wise or a mocker? Or a mocker? How do you know if you're a wise or a fool? I'll tell you how. It will always be in response to correction. How did you respond? Like if someone touches you in a place where it's a little bit sensitive, do you get defensive? Do you, do you isolate? Or do you actually humble yourself and say, speak to me? A little bit of self-awareness. Are you with me? Wisdom is proven by your response to correction. Your level of wisdom will be revealed by your attitude when you're corrected. Men, we're not too big to be corrected. We're not too big to say, you know what, I was wrong in that scenario. You will have to have people in your life that can correct you, that can tell you no. Who can tell you no? And do they feel comfortable to do so? Because everything about this is attitude. Are you with me? Do you feel like the people that are closest to your heart, can they lean in? Or do you find them skirting you all the time, trying to get away because they know if they confront you, then there's going to be a massive war. And I'm talking about our wives, too. The people that are closest to you. Hebrews 12, 11 says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. How many want to be righteous? Correction and peace will always be connected. If you lack peace, you probably lack discipline and correction. If you have no peace in your life, you are probably lacking in correction 
and discipline because it's going to yield the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. In other words, you have, you have chosen to allow to do something in your life that, hey, man, I'm going to be a Luke 252 kind of guy. I'm going to be a Jesus kind of guy. I can grow. It doesn't matter my age. I'm, I can grow in, in, in wisdom and stature with favor with man and God. I can grow in self-awareness. I can grow in the likability factor. You can grow in favor with God and man. You can grow, but it's going to take work. As you grow, there's, yes, there's going to be elevation. Yes, there's going to be promotion. As you grow in this thing called self-awareness, there's going to be other levels to your life. It doesn't matter what level you're at right now. There is something right now that every one of us can grow in. And if you grow in it, you will succeed in life. I promise you, you just will. There are just so many men that I have come in contact that they have just lived a closed-off life. There's so many Christ followers, people that I have grown up with, they have chosen to live a closed-off life. And these people that lived a closed-off life, they, they, they've got their valve of their heart closed. They can only go as far as their gift takes them. But if we live with an open heart, open to correction, open to criticism, open to the things of the Lord, open to people saying yes and no in our life, we grow to the level of the favor of God in our life. We don't just grow to the level of our gifting. I'm going to tell you right now, your boy has already outkicked his puck, his coverage. Like any good thing that I have or, or experience right now in my vocation or in my ministry is only because of the favor and the hand of the Lord has been on my life. It is not a gift set at all. God is gracious to us. How many can testify that God is good and God is gracious? And we don't take it lightly. Because at the end of the day, what God has done, I am the most surprised of it. And we can grow in every aspect of our life. It, but you've got to be intentional. You've got to have a purpose to grow. And so I just want to pray over us, and then I'll turn it back over. Thank you for letting me share my heart on this subject. I, re I really feel, for whatever reason, I have felt a burden and a strong calling for this Generation Z. Because if I don't... I feel like if we miss it with this generation, we've, we're, we've, already, we've already lost the war with the next generation. And this generation today, they, they, they believe differently, they track differently, they walk differently. Their cultural values aren't built on the values that possibly some of our values have been built on. And some of you might think, well, man, what a, what a, what a devastating story. And I don't choose to look at it this way. I, I see it as an opportunity. It's an opportunity for this generation to be the greatest generation that's ever walked on planet Earth. It's, it's, it's an opportunity right now for this generation to be light and salt, the hands and feet, to be the church that God's called them to be. We have an opportunity, but we're not going to have this opportunity, one, if we're not self-aware. If your eyes aren't open if you can't sense what God is doing, if you can't sense your own hypocrisy and have a grip on it, I promise you it's going to be a struggle for you to win the war, the, to win the war of your mind, to win the war of your heart. It's going to be a struggle for you to guard the man. It's time for us to, to wake up and smell the Folgers. We need to be self-aware. We're not all that in a bag of chips without the Holy Spirit. We need his power. We need his correction. And with his correction, there needs to be a yes in our spirit 
that says, yes, God, I receive it. Whatever you want to do to me, do to me, God. Whatever you want to say to me, say it to me. I can take it. I can take it like a man, and I'm going to make a change today. Come on, I want your senses to be open when we leave here. Fully self-aware of the God we serve. Self-aware of our own humanity. Self-aware of the Holy Spirit's prompting and leading. Come on. Let's walk into spaces and feel what God is doing. Are you, are you with me? Let's all stand. So, Father, I thank you for this day. Thank you, God, for allowing me to be able to pour into these men. What an amazing group of men this is. What, a great, what an amazing life-giving church this is. We thank you for it. God, we don't take it for granted. God, we need each other. God, I pray, Lord, that there would be unity in these men more than ever. God, I pray, Lord, that this, this weekend is going to set their trajectory for the rest of the year. Because if we make the, the rest of the year uh, uh, the best spiritually, it's going to be the best year that we've ever walked in. And so, God, we just surrender that. We surrender our heart. God, we wake up. We smell what you're doing. God, we see what you're doing. God, let us be aware of our own selfish ways. In Jesus' name we pray. We give you all the glory and honor. And you're going to use us mightily. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, go ahead. Wow, that was some meat right there, boys. Great day. We might as well throw that barbecue away. <laughs> Seriously, that was so, so good, so needed. You know, as he was talking, I was thinking, of course, you know, I, I, I hope I'm becoming more and more self-aware every day, every month, every year as we go by. I think I am. Got a long way to go. But I, I just want to speak right now, especially to the younger men. When I say younger men, I'm going to say everybody under 40 or under 35. Um, I really, for me, in my personal journey, I think I really, unfortunately, I didn't really start getting self-aware probably until, if I'm being honest, probably when I turned 40. I look back at the young version of me, and I'm appalled <laughs> at what, what I saw, you know. I mean, I just, I knew everything. I, I just thought I, I, you know, and I look back, and I'm like, man, I, I was, I was in sufferable at times probably and and I think the awareness has served me well over the last particularly the last 10 years of my life and the reason I'm pointing out to you younger guys I'm just going to say this dude I wish I would have figured it out a little bit sooner I wish I would have been a little more teachable a little more humble a little more a, a little less arrogant uh, a little more can I just say God focused a lot less carnal, right? Because I can only imagine maybe where I'd be now or even where the church would be if I kind of caught this lesson a little earlier or maybe where my marriage would be or maybe where my finances would be or, 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 or for you, maybe where your career path would be. So I'm just, I just really want to implore all you guys, and there's a lot of you here that are under the age of 40. Man, embrace what he talked about today. And, you know, you might say, well, there was a lot of esoteric. I, I really don't know. I, I, no, get a hold of this. David, one of the scriptures that I used to pray all the time, it was creating me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. And that's awareness. You know, God, help me to get right. Help me to be, be honest with myself, honest with others, and, uh, and embrace that. And, guys, and the good news is, I mean, I've just turned 57. Man, it's never too late. Every day, just become a better version of who you are. I preached about it this on Sunday, Pastor Wade, just a little bit. 
you know, talked about change. And we say, well, I am changing. And the question was, great, how are you changing? What, what are you changing? What have you changed this past week or this past month or this past year? And, you know, guys, really, if we can't be specific, if we can't dial it in, then we've got a little bit more work to do, right, with our marriage, with, with whatever it might be. And, I'm, I mean, the sky's the limit for men of God that are aware of our strengths, our weaknesses, our tendencies, our, our uh, you know, the, the areas that we struggle with, our flesh. Man, we, we could turn this world upside down. The men in this room could turn this entire city upside down. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Wade. That was awesome. That was so, so good. Hey, thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss one of our videos or live streams in the future. Also, take a moment and share this with a friend. Be sure to join us 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. each week live as we celebrate Jesus together here at Life Church. God bless you.